Uh, Garrett, I need your help. I, I don't know what happened after watching that episode. I think that puzzle Applemon thing, I think it infected my computer because I don't know what this is, but it won't let me in. Okay. Uh, that's, that's super weird. Uh, I me, know. Let me take a look at it. Then. Yeah, here. Okay. Have you ever seen this before? Um, yes. Oh, good. This is the login screen where you log in. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, uh... Yeah. It, it's... How about if we just record? Yeah, it sounds good. We can do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Great. Hello, and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am Kit Kat. And this week, episode 14 of things and episodes and stuff. Episode 14 <laughs> of things. Oh, Garrett, please don't die. Um, I will try not to die. Okay, good. No good. promises. Wow, alright. Well, I mean, um, I can't, I don't want to make a promise I can't keep. <laughs> okay, I guess it's depressing truth about life. Guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever way comes for the show, right? For your depressing <laughs> views about life. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Tell us, listeners, is that why you stick around? Um, it, who knows? <laughs> so yeah, so this episode was called, um. Samurai of Sincerity or Shiraman of the Wind. Yeah. He's a ninja, not a samurai. Yeah. I just want to get this out there right now, otherwise I'd be talking about it the entire time. And I still might, to be honest, so... I mean, they don't say he's know. a ninja. I mean, he's obviously very ninja-esque. And then the next episode, he has a ninja duel. Oh, well. And this was made in Japan, so we can't say anything about them not understanding Japanese Well, culture. I mean, we can we can blame the dub. I suppose so. I mean, they don't call him a ninja in the... I didn't even notice if they did or not. Did they call him a ninja either place? I don't, I don't remember, but he's, he's definitely a ninja. Okay, nifty. Um, yeah, so, um, do you want me to recap this episode? I would love for you to recap this. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, the Digidescent are out looking for an egg, and they're very hungry, and then they find a restaurant, and then having learned nothing from the entire first season, they go into the restaurant, and they actually do find an egg, but it's a Digimon there, um, and they eat, and then he's upset because they have the wrong currency, so then they almost get into a fight with him, but Mimi solves it with her friendship skills, and then... 
then the ground starts shaking and a monster that's being controlled comes and so they fight him. Oh, with this new kid from uh, America and then they win and then the Digitamamon, the egg, he comes back because he tried to protect them but then he gets knocked away and somehow magically he gets a dark spiral and he comes back and they have to fight him and they fight uh, well, they're arguing with him first. I think I'm way over a minute now, but um, Yoli is being kind of a brat, and then she has an exposition and gets the new egg, and then we get the samurai Mon, basically, and then he attacks, and then everything's fine, and everybody goes home happy. But it's a ninja. Right, okay, sure. Also, I'm not entirely clear on i have a lot of questions about this episode let's say that i i have some questions about this episode okay here do do you want to go first uh sure Mm, chronologically my first question is why is michael from america awake if it's that early in the morning like what were he and mimi doing they were partying well, her dad, it looked like, only came to pick up her. And also, American parties look amazing. I think we should go to some of those. Sure. Sure. Um, And TK and Kari are, well, at least Kari is definitely surprised to learn that there are digidestined around the world. Did they not watch their own movie? Um, well, I think we're, we're pre-movie time. Oh, we sh- are we? We I might be. No because I thought, well, they even show clips from the movie because they show little baby Yoli and baby Izzy, not Izzy, baby Ayori and, and baby Davis, you know. I think that Yori footage is actually retconned in, and that wasn't there before. Well, I definitely remember the Yoli one. Well, yeah, that's definitely in the movie. But I'm pretty sure the Yori one is retconned in. And then I don't remember if the Davis one was was actually in there. You'd have to go check back to uh, that episode. Well, all I'm saying is that... But I thought there wasn't kids around the world, though. Huh? That was the, like that was all local to Japan that they flash back to. I mean, that's true, but I thought that was the movie where they, um, where they're. I guess that's the movie where uh, Willis from America is helping, but they don't really talk about right. Willis doesn't happen yet. Well, okay. they don't. They don't meet Willis yet. Meeting okay. Willis happens later. So it's there's that other movie. Maybe it was the second movie. Now I'm thinking of where they uh, they have all the kids from all over the world who are fighting Digimon. There's that little French girl. There's some others. Well, and and I mean, in the movie, they were just sending emails. They weren't like Digidestin or whatever. I thought they had Digimon though. I it's, no. it was a long time ago now, like. To 17 years. I think you are remembering a different movie. Probably. All right. Or so I guess else. that makes sense. And then I don't understand why Yoli is upset 
that the um person you know well person that the Digitomamon is upset that they're trying to dine and dash. Like Say that again? They're trying to dine and dash. Like they're they're coming in, eating the food, not having the currency of the area, and then they're like, Okay, well what do you want us to do? Like, what if he doesn't have an exchanger? How is he supposed to, you know, use that money? It's like useless to him, whatever they have. I mean, well, how do you how do you exchange money in the digital world? I don't know. I don't know either. So he's just asking them to do the dishes. That doesn't seem that bad. Well, but but TK vaguely remembers that this is actually bad because it's where Matt and Joe got stuck forever. Yes, I remember. Which it took them way too long to figure that out. But I guess for plot con- <laughs> contrivance, I guess he had to forget. Listen, this kid has seen a lot of traumatic things. Uh, his memory not, may not He be should close. remember the time his brother yelled friendship and then a werewolf wolf came and killed, fought him. A werewolf wolf? Yeah, a werewolf wolf. A werewolf. Okay. I was trying to think what kind of werewolf Werguruman is, and then I'm like, oh, it's just a wolf. It's already <laughs> in the title. I'll just add an extra wolf, and maybe no one will notice. Oops, sorry for noticing. And, and then you noticed. Yes, sorry. Oh, also, way back at the beginning, um, why is he emailing Mimi? Why is, is he emailing Mimi? Yeah, I don't... Because a gate opened in America. I like big whoop. Why why do we care? Because gates don't generally open. The D3s generally open gates. Sure, but why do we care? Why is that important? Because it's different from the norm that has been established. Well, I thought they said the gate just opens every once in a while. No. Okay. Well, it only opens for, for plot reasons. But what is he... Well, okay, so he's like, oh, there's a plot reason that you should be going into the digital world now. Yeah. It was probably just the Digi-Egg that did it. I guess, yeah. The Digi-Eggs must be like, hey, person who had me before, come watch me belong to someone else now. Mwahaha. Yeah, maybe maybe the crusts are just super pissy. Also, why does the um the dub like not have enough money to make their own title slides and then if they knew that they were not going to change the title slides, why are they changing the names of the Digimon? Um, because they can. Cuz yeah, that the first time it happened, I was like, oh, they made a mistake. And the second time it happened, I went, oh, they're making a lot of mistakes. And by like the fifth or sixth time, I'm just like, wow, guys, good job. Okay. So I solved this Cody thing. So what happens is in the O1 episode, there's a plane that gets like knocked down by a Digimon, by Kuagaman to be exact. And uh, they never show the passengers of that, of that plane in that episode. I'm mostly sure. Okay. So... So technically, they still did retcon Cody being there because you didn't see him there to begin with because you never saw any of the passengers in the plane. Mm. 
Okay, that makes sense. Uh, still not sure about the Davis part. He might actually be in there. Uh, he's in a different episode. He's in Flower Power, actually, the best episode of 01. Why is he in that episode? How? Uh, well, he is doesn't that... do anything, so that's why it's the best. But that's they go to the real world in that episode? Yeah, it's back when they're in there. It's in, during the Myos Monarch. Mm. Mm. Okay. Additionally, it's very ethnocentric to call it the real world. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, what um, what else would you call it? What would be the PC term for it? The human PC world, as maybe? in, as in, uh, not Mac, n- not personal computer. I couldn't think of what PC <laughs> stood for. Politically correct. There we go. Yeah, there you I go. Got there. <laughs> you got it. Yes. Um. Yes. So. So what would you call it? Like the human world or something. I mean, but... But what about, like, animals and shit? Alright, yes. But they're not sentient, so... I, dogs are sentient. Uh... Cats I are sentient. I think that's up for... I mean, well... Gorillas are sentient. In the sense that, yeah, I know. It gets complicated. Alright, they're not humans, and we're disgusting, selfish creatures, so... Alright, you could also call it, like, the flesh world, or DNA world, or... Because the Digi world is, but, like, but digital But they, they DNA Digivolved this season. Oh, shoot. Well, there you go. Uh, how about analog world? Eh? Maybe. <laughs> I I think there I think the digital world could have also been analog in the beginning. I mean, who knows? Excuse me. Um yes. Let's see if I have other questions. Um also when Cedramon is fighting the Gorumon, um, and they go into the water. They yes. are quote unquote not doing well. And so Mimi tells Palmon to go in there. But Palmon will also not do very well underwater. So unless Cedramon did throw that that monster up for her to punch it a lot, how is that gonna go down? Like Well you see, Cedramon has the advantage in the water. <laughs> because That's what they said. Using Pokemon types, types. Uh, I, because it was a water Digimon in its natural habitat versus the gorilla, which was not. I mean, I don't know if gorillas can swim. I'm actually not sure. I mean, are they as good at swimming as a water dragon? Well, water dragons aren't really real, so I don't know. Water serpents. I don't know if they're... I mean, there's snakes that are in the water. I think they do pretty well for themselves, but they usually stay on the surface. Sure. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um. Also, there's the part where um. I have questions about, did Digitamamon land on a dark spiral? I don't know, because it was inside of his eye eye opening. 
not just that, but there's like an entire universe inside of that eye opening. Yeah, he's Digitalmon's pr- pretty eldritch horror mon. Yeah, like what the hell? His voice, his dub voice, top notch. <laughs> Super into it. Oh, um, when when Betamon digivolved in in the Japanese version, um, they they used uh. Braveheart, which was the O one Digivolve music, and I I saw what they did there. Well, right, or rather he's heard, because he's using it. a yeah the older Digivice and stuff. Right. Yes. Um, also, let's see. I have some other questions. Um, okay. Yeah. So in the um in the sub version the crest is the crest of purity yep this is a thing and i'm not sure i don't know maybe their definition of purity is a little different than ours i see why they translated it as sincerity but also i in the japanese version she's essentially being like I just am who I am, and whatever people say, that's the real me, and so, and then she gets the purity thing, which is like, you don't need to be a good person, you just need to be honest about yourself, which is an interesting lesson to teach children. Maybe, like, maybe, uh, my my question was like, what was the moral of of this? What did we learn here? Because I'm not sure. Well, in the they manufacture one in the English version, wherein. But I think the sub tries to also say something. I'm just not sure what. Well, they essentially they're like she's being honest about herself. I mean, I think it's more she's she's accepting herself and realizing her flaws. Right. It's yeah, which is a good. I mean, it is a good thing. It's just a weird, like I don't know. My, so my, uh, there's a postdoc at my work and he's from Israel and he complains constantly that Americans are not honest about themselves and that like, we'll be like, oh, we should do lunch sometime. And then we just never, ever do lunch. We weren't planning to do lunch. And he gets really excited because he's like, oh, this person wants to have lunch with me. And then they don't actually. So I had to teach him kind of some etiquette around that, which made me really think about us as Americans, but this show is making me think about us as Americans. Like we have to change it from just be true to yourself and admit what your flaws are to like, I learned a moral lesson and I got better as a person. Like, but the moral lesson was like, I'm going to yell what I really think at this Digimon. Yeah. Which is like, not great. I mean, in the, in the dub, her lesson is like, um, don't judge people don't judge books by their cover basically is what she's oh, well they tried at. to do that in the sub too but a little bit yeah it was interesting it was really i don't know what i think of all that it, mimi just has the interesting crest yeah i it's interesting it, the two of them are similar in some way i can't quite put down and then at the end of this after they've been so nice to Digitamamon and Mimi was like so 
patient with him and whatever. Then this other one comes and she asks oh, him for a Oh, that's such date. a callback, though. And then she, like, punches him into the stratosphere. It's great, because it's just that's a callback to O one. I mean, I guess, but, like, the moral of the story, I'm not sure if they were trying to be, like, don't ask people on dates if they don't want to go on dates with you, or if it was, like, if you're ugly, these rules don't apply, you don't have to be nice. I couldn't tell. I think the moral of the story is to be yourself. And sometimes yourself doesn't like ugly people, so. And that's okay. Also, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the bursting purity thing. That was weird. Like, hmm. Okay. Hmm? That's what, uh, you know how they're like, the drill of power and all that stuff. I Instead, what this Shuriman thing I thought said was bursting purity in Japanese. And I was like, what now? I didn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, I also want to know how they recognized uh, how, sorry, TK and Kari knew that Hawkmon was that ninja thing. Like, that looked nothing like Hawkmon to me. So I was kind of surprised when they're like, oh, is that Hawkmon? Like, what? I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe they saw fancy digi digivolution lights and were like, oh, whatever, it's supposed to be new. And they came back and they're like, well, I see all the rest of them, so it's got to be that one. Yeah, problem solving. Okay, good job, guys. Yes. Okay, so I think that's all the questions I had. What were your questions? My question was just what was the moral of this episode? Oh, that was yeah. really the only one. That's fair. Yeah, I also had questions about that. Because um, it was kind of it was kind of non-standard. Yeah, and I didn't really understand why they brought Michael and and Mimi's so chill about it. Like, I feel like if it were one of the other kids and they didn't know that there were other kids who were also digidestined chosen children that they would freak out and have a much different response than Mimi's just like oh this is another person who comes to the digital world or like could come to the digital world um maybe they just needed a boy for Yoli to have a crush on (laughs) Uh, I love the part in the the sub excuse me in the dub actually where Oh, where some boys are nice, like TK, and some are awful, like Davis. That and one? Then, yeah, well, that line's good, but then the one that I really like is then um, Cody says, oh, she, it, the egg must be responding to her sincerity, and Davis goes, I guess she sincerely thinks that I'm a jerk. Yes. Yes, she does. And I was like, I mean, yes, and also like, oh, Davis, apparently you're self-aware now. Think you figured it out. I mean, he should go home and do some soul searching. Yeah, I, I'm sure he'll take that to heart and definitely change his character. Well, it'd be great if he did, but I don't have high hopes. But anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also... I also found it interesting that Halsamon is more or less a chicken that gets knocked out by Digitamamon, an egg. So, 
We don't have an answer to which came first, but we have an answer to which one is strong. Who would win? Which one would win? A chicken or an egg? Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, Digitamon's technically an ultimate. The more well, you know. Good. And uh, also reminds me of... What is his name from Garfield and Friends? Oh, yeah, we referenced this in the 01 episode. Yeah. Fletch, Fletch would know. Fletch brought it up. Roy. I can't think of the name either. Is, is Sheldon, Fletch Sheldon, online? Sheldon, Sheldon. There we go. Yes. Well, good, because Fletch was not online for me to just ask him live. Because I would have. But yeah, it was Sheldon. And then, uh, Togepi? No, it's a Pokemon. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Sheldon and Togepi. That's the two that I'm reminded of. Okay. By Digitamamon. Sure. I'm still weirded out by the fact that there's, like, that spiral was just chilling inside that. His black hole of an innard? Yeah, it seriously looked like an entire universe in there, which is a really interesting thought. And so all it took was one tiny little spiral inside of that humongous universe to turn Digitamamon bad. Like, Yeah. That's fine. Um, I guess the last thing I want to point out is uh, the Triad Bridge makes the joke that Mimi's crest is the crest of being the loudest. And I like to point out that Yoli does a fair job of doing that herself. <laughs> yeah. And she is yelling at Digitamon. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a thing in Japan that, like, women yelling are more sincere? Like, they finally broken through their womanly not yelling thing? No, I don't think so. I wondered about that. Because in, in America, I think that a woman suddenly breaking off and yelling would be seen as someone who is kind of out of control and, you know, didn't know how to act appropriately. Not necessarily as more sincere. Well, see, it's the idea of being fed up and not needing a man to do shit, obviously. Right, but that's not socially acceptable. Uh, I mean, they're, they're fighting for it to be. Well, good. Sincerely. Haha. <laughs> or pure, purely. Yeah. Purity. <laughs> yeah. I think somehow through all these questions, we figured out what this episode was about. Yes. And or covered it. Yes. I don't I don't have anything else to say about it, I don't think. Um I thought there was a really cute line in the dub where um Digmon is like rock kraken cuz that's his attack and it doesn't work and he goes I need an egg kraken attack. I missed that. I thought it was adorable. So. That's pretty good. Yes. I agree. I thought this was a pretty good episode of Digimon. It was, yes. Oh, and at the end, the very end, um, uh, in the sub, Michael just shakes her hand and, like, leaves. 
and she's like all goo goo over him. And then in the dub, he says they should go on a date sometime. Which is interesting. Right. Also, how how old is Mimi that she's going to house parties? Um, hang on. I know the answer to this. She's the same age as Izzy, actually. So how old is Izzy? I should know this. These are answers I should know off the top of my head, but I sure as hell don't. <laughs> um, I think she should. Well, it's like fourth grade in oh one. So she'd be in like sixth or seventh in oh two. She's only in like oh, seventh wait. grade. No, wait, hang on, because because they they aged them up. Wait, is this right? I'm looking at the wiki. It's the wiki's fault. Um. Oh, wait, well, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's thirteen in O two. Wow, that is a rock and house party to be going to at thirteen. And I'm pretty sure in the dub they were just playing the instrumental of that song. <laughs> I mean, you paid for it. Yeah, I guess they got to get their money's worth. Well, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. Um, I think that's also all I have to say. Okay. Well, should we move uh, on to the... Maybe. I'm glancing through my notes. Uh, Episode had... I had a lot of questions, but I feel good now. That's good. You know, I don't have anything else. I made some bad jokes in my notes about when Mimi got hit, she failed her charisma check. That's a, that's a joke that I wrote down. Um, I made a Gurren Lagan reference in the notes when Mimi's like, believe in me to believe in you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I just the rest of it's just bad jokes. I like bad jokes. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> all right, all right, Atman. Yes. Which was called super long title because Atman has really long titles. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, the city center is a puzzle game. Puzzlemon's Rampage. Or Puzzlemon Rampage. It's not, there's no possessive there. <laughs> well, also, like, the city center. I didn't, I thought they were in the bookstore. Uh, they, they were, but it was also the city, because, like, the convenience store. That's true. Maybe I should recap this episode to refresh your memory. Probably, yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Count me in, coach. And... Go. Okay, so it's it's the new year, and uh, that means the puzzle game is taking over the city, where you have to solve this puzzle game, which is a weird... Puzzle game that might be a reference to something in real. It's it's almost Puyo Puyo-esque, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, So that happens. They chase after it. They have to solve a puzzle to get into the AR field. Um, everybody's bad at it, except Haru. Um, but then they get in. And then they do the same thing 
again, but in like a real life version of the puzzle. And Dokemon kind of just brute forces it until he breaks it. And then they fight. And then they win. And then Ray's in the background watching things so he can watch the, the villain who is that bad CG Digimon. And I think I think that's it. There's not a lot that happened. No. Yeah, this seemed like a short episode. It, it's an episode of wasted potential. That's what it is. Oh, yes? Why is that? I mean, if they had to do like a whole bunch of puzzle shit to just do stuff in the city, that would have been awesome. Actually, yeah. If it, I was surprised it was just one puzzle. Right. Well, I assume the puzzle app is just that one game, so I guess that kind of makes sense. But like, what if just like the entire city was made to be an escape the room puzzle? Yeah, that would have been interesting and fun. Like this idea is wasted on this episode. Yeah, it really is. I think they were just like, it's New Year's, let's just go to sleep or something. They phoned it in, and when they phoned it in, they accidentally came up with an awesome idea that they didn't follow through with. I feel like that's the one frustrating part about this particular season, is that they there are so many ideas that would be so fun to go into deeper, and they just don't bother to do it. Yes, the problem with Atmont is that it is too frustrating. It is too, uh, um, like creative. Yeah, it's too creative, and it doesn't go into the ideas that it should. Yeah, it's got a really great framework, and yet it's completely not completely, but in a lot of times, it in a lot of ways, it's kind of wasted. Like in this episode. Yeah. Although. I absolutely love how they did Aries' hair in the beginning. So Was it good. different than normal? Yeah, when she and Astra are dressed up in like traditional Japanese garb and they say Happy New Year. Or I mean, I guess it's oh, her and Haru, it's Haru first. Yeah. yeah, and then Astra. But they have her hair done up really, really pretty. I was like, yes. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Speaking of which, they changed out the ending theme, and now it's, like, super Ari-themed. Did you notice this? I noticed this. I actually didn't watch the end, because I thought oh. it was the same as always. Nope, it changed. I'll have to go back. I was like, I've seen this so many times, I'm fine. But I can't Right, I mostly, I generally skim through it um, to see what the next episode preview is. Oh, I don't, because I know I'm going to watch it, so... Um, but yeah, it was new this week and Ari based. It might even be her that's singing it. I don't know. It might be like her, her idol song. Oh, interesting. And if it isn't, I just gave them a really good idea that they should have done. (laughs) Well, it's a little late now, but. It is. Um, wow. The note doesn't, uh, the wiki doesn't note this. I should note this on the wiki. (laughs) There you go, Garrett. Contribute. Uh, I could. Um, But yeah, it starts off with like New Year's resolution stuff where they write out their New Year's resolutions because that's a thing that you do. I don't think it's New Year's resolutions. I think it's your hopes for the New Year. Well, they said like goals and stuff and they translated it to resolution. I guess. But it seemed more like um, 
what they wanted from the new year. Because Dokemon just wants to go on a walk with uh, Eri. And well, that's because Dokemon's a good boy. But he wasn't like, I'm going to go on a walk with Eri. He's like, I would, I want to go. All that I want for the new year is to go on a walk with Eri. Like, he's a simple boy with simple goals. He's very smitten. Also, like, his teammates clearly are not as dedicated as Haru is because they're, like, in their secret base underneath of the store being, like, you know, yay, we're superheroes. And then they're, like, I want to be number one at this thing and I want to be number one at that thing. And Haru's, like, our actual goal is to defeat this dangerous thing. Like, come on. Right. Well, I mean, Haru's the main character, so he has to care. I guess. Also, I'm really worried that I is going to turn out to be a bad person. Um, maybe. I don't know. She's just too sugary sweet, and also she has a lair under her house that her dad supposedly doesn't know about. Which, like, why is it there, and why doesn't he know about it, and... How did she figure I it out? I think he does. I think he's just playing dumb for his daughter. Maybe. I mean, that would be kind of cute, right? If he, like... I mean, I don't know how she found it, but if he, like, figured out a way to show her it without reali- without her knowing that he was the one doing it, and then, and then, like, gifting his daughter essentially, like, a secret basement, that would be adorable. Man, I want a secret base gifted to me. I want anything gifted to me. Like I'm not, not that picky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, secret base would be up there, but I would accept anything. I don't know. Like a secret base is only really useful if you need a secret base. Like if maybe you don't... I need a secret base. What are you doing in your spare time, Garrett? Recording podcasts. In your secret base. Yeah. Where if else would I you record one? them? Well, I mean, I record in a closet, so can't really. <laughs> I mean, that could be a secret base. <laughs> My secret base is full of clothes. <laughs> so. It's a fancy secret base. Uh, very, yes. Quite fancy. Um, they also recap a shit ton in this episode. Yeah. Oh, wait. Back to the New Year's resolutions thing. Yes. Um. They make a comment that it's the first time they've written their names together. Is that a big deal? Like putting your names on something? I don't know. Somebody write us and tell us because I'm really curious if that's like a cultural thing. Because like growing up, the only thing like that that I remember is that you would write your crush's name or you would like uh, being a girl in a patriarchal society. You would uh, write your first name with your crush's last name. And you'd be like, oh my god, someday I'm going to be married to him. I will take your word for it. (laughs) You never did that, Garrett? (laughs) No, I I didn't. Oh my gosh, it was such a big deal. Surprising, I know. Did you have crushes when you were a little kid on girls? Or anyone? Yes. And what did you do about it? Nothing? Pretty much. Uh, 
Well, actually, you were a lot nicer than some of the boys that I grew up with because, yeah, when I was in second grade, there were these boys who decided that they were going to chase down the girls that they liked and kiss them. And so, like, recess was horrifying because boys, we had no idea what was happening, and they would just start running and, like, trying to grab us. And we're like, what the fuck? And we would run away. Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Well, and then I finally, somebody finally told me what was happening. So I turned around and I was just like, so kiss me then. And the kid freaked out and ran away. And I was like, ah, I've discovered the power of being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> anyway, that was tangential. But yeah, I, don't, I was just curious if the writing your names together thing was like a, I don't know, big deal. I know they put a lot of emphasis on penmanship, so that maybe they do. But I think that that is just the thing. I don't know about the other part. I also think is this. Well, I was wondering is is the first Apmon that says its own name as like like a Pokemon does? Because this one kept saying puzzle, 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 pawn. Uh, no, I think other ones have done it. Um, also, also, there's like a a a C plot of trying to come up with a team name. Yes. Which... Um, I don't think we we had one by the end, so I guess that's still a lingering plot thread. Yeah, because Astra just wants everything to be about himself, apparently. Yeah, because Astra's kind of bad. I mean, but that's his character a... to be kind of bad. It's the yeah. good kind of bad. He's a child. He's just a dumb kid. And Astra's not even his real name, so he probably just thinks it's a really cool name, so he wants to use it. Might yeah. not even be that selfish, you know. Yeah, he, he's just... He's, he's him. Um. Oh, yeah. I shows, like, there's, like, security cameras in the secret base, which, okay. Of the... Of the bookstore, yeah. Which, like, you yeah. would think that the dad would be like, where are these cameras? Unless she's just tapped into it. Which, because she's some kind of genius, right? There's a lot of questions there that they don't really yeah. go over. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, but then it's time for puzzle games. Or puzzle game. Singular. Yeah, it's singular. Also, this game was one of my favorites on Neopets. Was was like, this a game on Neopets? Yeah, I think it's called like Fairy Bubble Blast or something. It's very similar. Although that's I want like, you to know in 2018 Neopets still exists. I know. I've been on there <laughs> relatively recently. <laughs> really now? Yeah. There's a couple of games I really like, Garrett. Don't throw shade at me. I'm me, I I would never throw shade. Ah, ever. About that. <laughs> Don't subtweet me, as you love to say. I, I don't even know how to subtweet. I rarely tweet. I know. I don't. I don't. Actually, it's kind of funny that I am again tangential. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. Um, but uh, one of the things that I'm doing at work is writing a paper about how to use social media in a, a clinical research context in um, psychiatry, and uh. So I'm supposed to be some kind of ridiculous expert, and I don't even use Twitter. <laughs> like, you I don't use, use Facebook Twitter. anymore. I don't use Twitter. I don't use Facebook. I have LinkedIn, an account, but I don't use it. I, yeah, I'm like the worst person in the universe to have this 
I'm just slightly north of like Facebook grandma status. And yet I'm the lead author on this stupid paper. <laughs> it's like, hmm. okay. So. Yeah, you know, it's fine. You're an expert. You don't need to use the thing to be an expert at it. I guess. And I don't even have to be that much of an expert. Like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like an O2 kid. I don't really know what I'm doing, but somebody gave me this job. So I'm trying. Oh, speaking of O2, there is one part that I do want to bring up now. Even oh. though we're, in, we're halfway through Atmon, it doesn't matter. Um, Because... When they're talking about the past, they're like, oh, yeah, he was evil or whatever. And Mimi's like, yeah, didn't didn't TK and Hikari tell oh, you about yeah. this? And they're just <laughs> like, what? So, so good job, TK and Hikari. You are awful. Yeah, guys, like, they should know the history of the place. I mean, at least the TLDR version, like, or maybe that's all they got is the TLDR. And they're like, we don't really, I mean, I can't see Davis sitting through a history lesson about Digimon. Yeah, who who knows? Also, one of them should just write a best-selling book. Like, Well, one of them does that. I think TK does that. He becomes an author at the end of O2. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wait, he anyway, becomes I an guess, author... I guess this isn't at mine. Yeah, not related. Anyway, that's fine. Yes. Um, also, they are continuing the gag here of no one being brothers in the show. Oh, I well, when I first saw Pulsomon, I'm like, that looks awfully like Message Man. Yeah, same. And I then they like, brought it up. I'm like, oh, oh, I see what you did there, show. I They're being lazy about how they design things and then making jokes about it, essentially, is what they're doing. It's like it's like they found a way that they could be lazy by just pointing it out themselves. Yes. And it works. Yep. So fuck. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I was skipping the head to the end a little bit. They said that I missed her name, but the CGI villain at the end, the little girl who's drinking hot chocolate. They yes. said that she's related to Leviathan. Oh, I missed that. And I was like, is that his sister? Is that a thing? Can Atmon have family? Or do they mean like... Maybe? Yeah, because uh, Hackmon, I think, says that. Or whatever flaming eyeball Digimon is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, he says uh, she's related to Leviathan, and I was like, like family. And then they show her, and they introduce that new Coachman, um, Neanderthal-looking kid. Yeah, there's a bunch of evil dudes that they show at the end because Elcorp is a front for Leviathan. Spoilers. This reminds me of. The way that that, uh, shoot, what was it? What You remember when um, we were doing those um, episodes with uh, Frankie and we watched that one with the bird girl? What? You and oh, I. Oh, my God. You're calling back to the Space Sheriff Sheravan movie. That's the thing. Yeah. 
It sort of reminds me of that where like they're showing things and it doesn't really make any sense what's happening, but you know that they're bad and it's just this like vague evil sense. Well, so that was that was actually like that was the second part of a trilogy. So in the first part they kind of establish it and the third part resolves it. Okay, well it'd be great if you had told me to watch the first one first. <laughs> but we were talking about the second one. Okay, well, anyway, my point was that if anyone has seen just that middle one, it's similar to that experience where you're like, hmm, I understand that this person is evil and they have a little bit of dialogue, maybe. And I know that they're going to come for the main character, but I don't know what's happening. And I was going to make a remark that maybe that's a Japanese storytelling technique, but now I'm not sure because... I mean, maybe. I didn't think it was that confusing to just watch the second movie. Like, she, she's like a weird drug dealer person where, where drugs are capsules that open up to other dimensions. But don't worry about that part. All of this is very confusing, honestly. Sure. This is very confusing for anyone listening to this who doesn't know what this is. Yeah, this is a very tangential episode. I apologize. Listeners, I am not on my game today, but that's okay, I guess. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, I'm curious when she's actually going to show up. I mean, she showed up before and stuff. Like, she's been hanging around for a while. But Haru's never seen her. That's what I meant. Like, Mm -hmm. as an active participant in the show, Haru's never seen her. Yeah, okay, yeah, the protagonists have not seen her, but she's been shown a number of times. Right, yeah, they're just kind of, like, teasing that this is going to be the next villain. They have to get to her. Yeah. And they're having no luck with the seven codes. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're just, they're kind of just reactive to everything here, where it's just, like, whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're a bunch of little kids, so it's not super surprising that they don't, they aren't, like, devoting time to strategizing and whatever, but I feel like the 01 and 02 kids were at least, like, hey, we need to take care of this problem, get it together, and make a plan, but. Right, well, I mean, it's different stuff. Well, this is more dangerous because in the other ones, they're really just attacking the digital world and not so much the real world for the most part until suddenly it was. But this is very much in Atmon. It's very much a danger to the real world. That's fair. Uh, yeah, but, but puzzles. Yes. And also puzzles. two of the three kids have jobs. So that doesn't help. Wait, what? Two of well, so like in O one and O two, the main kids at least are just students, whereas in Atmon, one of them is a full time idol. I'm not even sure if she goes to school, and the other one is going to school and then also trying to keep up his YouTube channel. So they're a little busy. Oh, I guess Haru's the only one who just goes to school, and he reads books. Yeah, well, that's not a job. It could unless, be. Unless someone wants to pay me to read books, I would be hella into that. I believe they call that an editor. Um. Yes, well, 
<laughs> I was hoping to go for more like Findom, but like you just pay me to read books. <laughs> That's probably a thing. Right. Yes. I'm going to spend all of your money on books. If anybody's interested in that, hit me up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally on board. Anyway, um, yes. I'm wondering when the next, like, actual episode, not filler, not holiday episode is going to come up. Maybe next time? I don't know. Well, you watched the preview. Did it look... I don't remember what the preview was. (laughs) Why did you watch it then? Because I'm thorough in my watching. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, I... Okay, I looked it up. No, probably not. Okay. Well, maybe. Leaning towards no, but maybe. Okay. Anyway, we got to talk about this puzzle fight. All right. So it's the thing we haven't talked about yet, where they're trapped. They get through the AR field after Harder solves the puzzle to get into the AR field. But yes. then they're trapped in a real-life puzzle. Or a life-size puzzle. Or whatever. Yes. And they have to solve that to get out. And it's in 3D also. Although it really only happens on the floor. They're right. in a cube, but it only fills up the floor. Right. Yeah. And so Haru, well, Astra tries, but doesn't really. And then he gives it to Haru. And Haru is well, trying Haru to figure it, it out. First. Yes. And then Ari, 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 Ari is, is backseating how to play. Not and she very messes well, up. For that matter. And then Astra takes it and makes like a song thing out of it. It was kind of weird, but it happened. It seemed like it was working for a minute and then it wasn't working anymore. I think just no, no one caught on to what it was until until then. Well, in uh, um Gotchman didn't use his power and like figure out how didn't look like the walkthrough for the game i don't know if you can look up a walkthrough for a randomly generated puzzle okay that's true i hadn't thought about that i don't play a lot of video games so but i mean those kind of games aren't that hard you just shoot the color towards the other colors so they explode and go away well they're kids i mean they're just fun i like to zen out doing it well, see, you would have you would have been able to get out of it. Yes. Um. So then they finally get out when when Dokoman just just brute forces his way out. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I guess the bubbles were poppable, so he's just pushing them until they pop. Well, I think when you match them, they pop. So he was pushing them, and then her was like, "No, you should use your head," as in like think. But yes. he used his head literally to headbutt it's them, and then they that... kind of. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you were talking, and I was interrupting you. You can go ahead. <laughs> well, I forgot what I was saying, so go ahead. Oh. Uh. Well, what I was gonna say was just that. Um. It's funny that that joke is. Uh. In both cultures, in both languages, it works because sometimes it's hard to find jokes that actually do go across like that yeah uh that i, I guess i i didn't know really thought about that oh well there you but are but then they break out 
and everybody evolves or whatever and then and then they win yay nothing really have like uh mediumon uses a new attack that isn't somewhat that isn't summoning the yamato right i forgot that that's what he used to do yeah bart simpson bunny he's got some new stuff <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the end part of the episode happens where we talked about that already. <laughs> Whoops. I also don't entirely understand why she's drinking hot chocolate of all things. Is that because she's a little girl or? Maybe. I don't know. It would be really. So she's got like a puppet for a hand, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. That's what it kind of looks like. And I, so I was thinking it would be really weird to be a creature that is digital, right? So you've been created, probably. And know that someone created you without the ability to use both hands. Which, I mean, isn't a big deal. People get along with just one hand. But it's just it would be interesting to be, like, getting frustrated because you're trying to pick up a drink and it's slipping out of your puppet hand. And be like, God damn it, who who made this decision? I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if if whoever creates the app like designs the app on because they're designing the app and the app on is kind of just a personification of it. So I don't know how the personification part works. Yeah, how does that happen, Garrett? Explain it to me. I I don't know. Oh, That's no. why I said I don't know. I know you did, but but I want you to guess, make an educated I, guess. I don't have one. I oh, it, no. it just comes from how the app is, I guess. There you go. Okay. So it's based on characteristics of the app. What sort of app do you suppose she is? I don't know. Like a dress-up app, maybe? A what? Like a dress-up game app, where you... Well, we fought dress-up, man. Yeah. That's another question. Like, in the real world, there's not... I don't know that there's any app that is singular, like the only one. Like, even a messenger app, there's signal and whatsapp and facebook messenger and blah 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 and they're all you know vaguely similar yeah i don't know i'm there's i'm not sure many types of calendars etc so like there could be more than one dress-up game there could be that's true so i'm wondering like where what is uh what else could she be I don't know. And that Coachmon thing that's like a caveman? Yeah, I don't know. We barely saw it, so I have no clue what it is. That's true. Like, some of them you can kind of guess by looking at them. He kind of looks like an Oni a little bit. Like a what? An Oni. What's that? The Japanese, like, Cyclops monster thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yeah, probably. Gotcha, gotcha. I should say gotcha, gotcha. I I thought about that too. I I saw that and I went ah, and and that was it. It's okay. I picked it up. I got it. I picked up the ball. Um. Uh, yeah. I think that's all I have to say about this Atman. There wasn't a lot in this Atman episode. No, it was a short kind of episode. I mean, I guess it's the same amount of time screen time but like the things that happened in it were not very yeah 
you know, filling, so to speak. Pretty much. Kind of fillery. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can find us on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there are links to all of the things there. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes, because that helps with mysterious algorithms and something. Stuff. Yes. Yes. What comes next? Uh, you come next. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, the... Uh, haiku this week is, I can't cook those things. Uh, do not attack Digitama. His yoke runneth over. Okay. Into it. Um, the Digivolution can solve a puzzle. Okay. And, uh, good, good time. Good night. And stop. Welcome to Clockpot Exceedcast. I'm Exceedcaster Red Garrett. I'm Exceedcaster Green Seraph. I'm Exceedcaster Bisk Cat. What color is Bisk? Bisk is like an off-white color. Oh, well then. <laughs> See, getting creative. Ta-da! Giving them interesting ones in the first one. Yeah, mm. just wait. It'll get worse. I have a list. I have a whole list. So anyway, welcome to the first episode of this podcast, where we're going to talk about uh, tokusatsu stuff from, from everywhere. American, Japanese, French, some fourth country. Someone name a fourth country that might have toku. Uh, China? Uh, Korea? Yes, they, they both, they all have toku, actually, so yes. Oh man, I feel smart now. Alright, cool. So, this week, for the first episode, I made everybody sit through Space Sheriff, Sheravan Next Generation, which was um, a V-Cinema that came out in October of 2004. 14. 14. Whoa, really? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty recent. Oh. And then, for anybody that doesn't know, a V-Cinema is kind of just like a direct-to-video thing. So, kind of the same lines, like an OVA for anime, or just direct-to-video stuff in the U.S., it's the second movie in a in a kind of trilogy that started with um, the Space Sheriff uh, Gavin movie from 2012, and then concluded with uh, the Space Sarah eh, Space Sheriff Shider Next Generation movie, which was, I think was like November of 2014. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, it came out literally the next month. Yeah, I have two questions though. The first question is why do we start with the second movie? Because I like it best. All right, and my second question is, are they trying to make these tongue twisters? Because trying to say the names of these shows quickly, and you would think in, like, they're sort of English words, so it would be even harder in another language. Are they doing that on purpose? <laughs> uh, that's just tr a tradition that it's always been fairly long titles for these shows, so, so it's not really anything wrong. And technically, while it is a trilogy, the first movie stands kind of by itself, uh, this movie and then the movie after it are basically one big story. Kind of. I mean, I still think you can watch them all separate. Yeah, you can watch them all separate. They are definitely individual that way, but the, there are definitely some big plot threads from this movie that lead to the next movie, but you don't need to necessarily watch Gavin for anything except for the introduction of the star of this movie and the star of the next movie. Right. 
Yeah, I think probably probably the third one is probably the one where it would be beneficial to have seen the second because I think it more directly relates better, which makes sense because there are these cinemas that came out around the same time. Yeah. So yeah, so then, so all of these, all Gavin, um, Scheider, and Sheravan are from the Metal Hero franchise, which I thought, you know, we'll talk about for a couple seconds, kind of explain some things. The Metal Hero franchise is something um, that's dead. <laughs> but much to my sadness. Much to my sadness as well. I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Sorry, you have to leave. Okay, bye. Okay, you can come back now. Okay, all right, I'm back. Awesome. So Metal Hero started with Gavon in a year that I didn't write down. I think it was 82 because Sheravan was 83. So we're going to go with 82. And is kind of just... The main thing about it is... The heroes are kind of either cyborgs or humans that wear metallic suits, robots, androids. And Wikipedia says the genre usually revolves around the theme that technology in the right hand can be used for the greater good. This is very true. Sure. That sounds like they were digging for something, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Examples, though, in the U.S., as I assume most people listening are from, we got VR Troopers, which mishmashed three series together. Uh, Metalder, Spelvin, and Scheider, and then um, Big Bad Beetleborgs, which used B-Fighter. And I think B-Fighter Kabuto later on. Yes, that was the second season of uh, Beetleborgs. I remember that show. That was a fun show. I remember I remember not liking it, but may- oh, maybe really? there's a rewatch that has to happen in the future. It, it's like, honestly, it, w- it was very kiddie, like even kiddie than VR Troopers, so... Right, which was the demographic they were shooting for, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I mean, that's why they had Jay Leno. Dude <laughs> and that's true. I don't know. I think with the right mindset, that might work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was a kid, so I liked it. It worked for me. So that's that's Metal Hero and kind of a good gist of everything. Sarah, if you've seen... Have you watched through the original Sheravan? Yes. Not all of it, but yeah, I've seen I've seen some of it. Yeah. I might have to come back and, and kind of watch that one time because mm-hmm. i haven't seen the original oh and one one thing we probably should have talked about is all our different experience levels with toku because <laughs> i dragged in my friend who who knew nothing just for this because i thought it'd be great <laughs> i mean to be fair i've been to one panel now that's true so i'm a total expert like obviously one panel and i think i've made you sit through like the first four episodes of decade before this I have it on a disc, actually, that you gave me. I found it the other day while I was cleaning, and I was like, oh, I remember this. It made no sense, but I remember it. It probably makes sense. <laughs> I'm probably bad for I trying mean, to make people watch Decade as their first show. Okay, you've made me watch a lot of things, to be fair, that were not that great. But... I take offense to that, <laughs> maybe. Well, I, okay, I did make you watch Odin, so I guess. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Well then, so anyway, so <laughs> explain how much you know about Toku. Like, zip, zilch, nada. I, I read the wiki, and I have watched that thing that you just said, and this thing that we just watched, and that's it. All right. That I know. <laughs> and Power Rangers, uh, does that count? Yes, that counts. Yes, it, it does. I mean, I'm, I'm basically completely useless in talking about these in terms of anything else. All I know is, like... Having watched these, so that's it. Okay, okay. So, so we have we have someone new, which is good. I think that gives us a neat perspective on things. 
different perspective. Seraph, why don't you go? I've um, been watching Toku since 1991. Show off. <laughs> hey, you brought me in. I did. For four reasons. So I guess that puts me in the middle. Aside from Power Rangers and the like, I started with Decade, which is questionable, um, depending who you ask. Um, most people think that's a horrible idea. I disagree. So I started with that and kind of just snowballed from there. And now I watch a bunch of stuff. Awesome. Let's move on awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I guess before we get in, or we'll start to get into the movie, and we'll kind of just give a quick synopsis. Um, I'm just going to read this one I copied from Wikipedia somewhere. Which basically, Kai Huga slash Space Sheriff Sheravan uncovers a, sky, eh, a spy from the Neo Mandu organization. In addition to that, actually, you know what? Screw the synopsis. I don't like it. Sheravan sent on a mission to check out a person to see if she is a spy or not, and to kind of stop the drug trafficking of Hyper-M on Earth, which Hyper-M is a sort of narcotic that makes you strong and makes you not feel pain, but also makes you die pretty quick if you're not administered the cure. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like PCP except you die. Yep. They look so crazy when they take it. Like they, it's like they were told, the actors were told, look as crazy as you possibly can. And they're like, ah, the power of him, ah. And you're like, okay, calm That's pretty much how that works. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you have to be crazy while you're on this too. Right. So there's that. So trying to find a spy, trying to stop the Hyper-M deal, and things kind of go from there. So I guess from here we'll kind of go through, hit on points, and kind of just discuss about it. See, I think my synopsis would be What's your synopsis? Do you want to give one? Should I, like, start a timer? Should I give you, like, 60 seconds to explain what happened? Sure. Why not? Okay. Hang on. I'm getting a timer. Oh, my God. Are you seriously going to time me? Yes, I'm getting a timer. This is something we're doing now. (laughs) All right. All right. So 60 seconds. Go. Okay. So um, Japanese David Tennant goes to Earth and then he meets Japanese Matt Smith and they both have like scientist girlfriends and then one of them's a spy and we all think that it's uh, Matt Smith's girlfriend but it's totally not. Um, uh, Spoiler. And then they're supposed to go and fight these drug lords and then they do that and there's a frog man. He's really cool. And then... Uh, it turns out that one of the bad guys is actually a good guy, and that's why the other lady is, uh, like, totally, you know, doing the thing that she's doing that everybody thinks she's a spy, but she's totally not, and it's the other guy, and then it's all really sad. And there's a bird girl. That's my version. Okay. How long was that? Yeah, so <laughs> you had 16 seconds left. Oh, uh, okay, and, uh, and they have Commissioner Gordon, so where the hell's Batman and Robin? That was my number one question. Like, his name is literally Commissioner Gordon. Why did they call him that if they don't have Batman and Robin? Because space. Yeah, because space. Because <laughs> Jim won't go to outer space. Is that a thing? Is that a comic thing? That is kind of a comic thing. All right, then. Also, Commissioner Gordon's secretary, why does she not wear pants? Uh, Japan? Yeah, Japan. See, I've seen people in Japan who had pants on. I want to know why she... And she has no notepad. She has no telephone. How is she a secretary? It's the future, though, and you saw, like, technology. There was, like, floating iPad things. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Then why do you need a secretary? Because she does something in the third movie, I think. Is that right? 
Yeah, no, the third movie, it's when she does stuff, so. All right, then. Well, I'm excited for that. When we get to that at some point. Also, I was wondering, do they just set up the space sheriff with, like, the complete opposite personality for an assistant? Because it seemed like that's what they were doing. They're, like, one dark and moody person and one stupidly cheerful person. You mean the best person? (laughs) I guess, but I'm just saying, like. That's what it looked like to me. I thought they should switch. It would make more sense to go the other way. Um, I think they did that because the story wouldn't have been as compelling if it was the other way around. This is like a detective story, kind of. Yeah. We'll workshop it that. Is. We'll get back. I'll find a way to describe that. <laughs> anyway, so we open with like, I think it's a recap of Gavin. Yeah, it's a recap of Gavin, which kind of sets the macro plot that isn't really touched too much, except like at the end. So anyway, we get a cool fight scene at the beginning. I can't not, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. It was an interesting way to open, though. It was very, like, Marvel movie style, where it's like, oh my god, there's a giant fight, ah! and then here's the plot. Like, Yeah, no, that you can actually blame for uh, the director, Koichi Sakamoto. He's big in Japan now, but he actually started out on Power Rangers um, as one of the coordinators and one of the directors there. Then, you know, he kind of blends the Marvel style with traditional toku and his own kind of thing. And that's why we got the movie like this and then the third movie. Well, I'm excited for the third movie. The third movie is great. But we're talking... Why don't we start off with the third movie? Because I like this one more. Also, what the hell was up with the bird girl? Like, she just goes, ah, and throws the feathers. And that's pretty third much movie. all Yeah, third does. movie. Yeah, watch okay. the third movie. <laughs> there's, right. there's reasons. Okay reasons debate if they're even that good or not i think the macro plot's kind of weak well garrett to be fair i think it's like porn nobody really cares I care um. i mean we're, we're looking at my notes right now there's there's pages here <laughs> they're legitimately well, pages saying. right but i mean people just want to see the cool costumes and the fighting i don't think they're really trying that hard with the macro plot i guess like, you don't really need a macro blood. It's like movies with cars in them. Nobody cares what's going on. They I just care. want to see the cars. <laughs> I, I'm touched that you care. Anyway, yeah, so fight scene, weird shot of Bird Girl, which we, which they name later as a Horror Girl or whatever. <laughs> Let's see, we, we see Gavin, and then we see the third one, whose name I always forget, Shider. Or, or just, I'm going to call him Birth forever, because that's who he is. He is Date, and that's his only role ever. What is that yep. from? Uh, that is from Kamen Rider O's. Okay, cool. This kind of tells us that, um, hey, Sheravan sent on a special mission to Earth to do some stuff. And that, so then we kind of cut to that. Surprise. Also, don't they set up an identity for Sheravan on Earth? Like, they that's a plot point early on, and then it's like, oh, never mind. They never... They do. There, there is a throwaway line about his assistant Shishi setting up an identity for him, which I believe is never yeah. used. No, yeah. it's not. I was upset about that when I watched it the second time. I thought he was going to go to Earth and like pretend to be human for a while. And that didn't happen. Nope. Well, I think they did that just because it's like we already had that with Geki. <laughs> so that's like an attached like a thing that they do in another movie? Yeah, not only that, but it's a trope in all three of the original series. So oh. it was kind of them doing one of those winks. Oh, one of the callbacks. Gotcha. Yeah, callbacks. So. That's what I was looking for, callback, yeah. There we go. 
So yeah, so then we get to Earth and we kind of get to meet our our cast of of likable people. Who named Who named Seiji Esteban? Right? Is his uh, name Esteban? Like, is his space sheriff name or his space sheriff? Yeah. Form. Okay. So he's what like the Latin lover space sheriff? Where the hell did they get Esteban from? I don't actually know. Do you know, Sarah? <laughs> Hey, they 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 tried to be Spanish. I mean, they, so it was funny. both it was both them trying to be Spanish, but at the same time, it was them um, kind of uh, basically like they were trying to keep it in the spirit of the names, but also make something kind of unique. Esteban's so, movie exclusive, isn't he? Yeah, he is the movie exclusive. Uh, although honestly, he's just a repaint of uh, Gabon uh, reboot from the. Uh, Go Kaiju versus uh, Galvan movie. Okay. Because when it, they said his name was Esteban, I was like, oh, this is going to be, he's going to be the guy who's like romancing all the women and whatever. And then he's totally not. He's just like some complete goofball. I was disappointed. <laughs> he, he is totally a goof and, until he's the villain. Nah. Spoilers. Mm, yeah, spoilers. I was going to say, as soon as I saw the whole, and we had this discussion earlier, but as soon as I saw his assistant Eileen being painted as the bad guy and him being like this total goofy, lovable kid, you know, I was like, oh, you're the villain. Yep. I'm only one that didn't put that together the first time. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> now every time I watch it, I'm just like, god damn itself. So yeah, so we get to meet um, Seiji and Eileen and then and then we gotta go, gotta go bust some drugs. Woohoo! Drug bus. Drug bus. Also, like when the DEA goes to do drug bus, they don't just send like three people. I wanted to know where the rest of the people it's were. A, it's a space but... drug bust. But they're on Earth, so it's really not a space drug bus. But it's space. Okay. But it's not in. I mean, I guess the Earth is in space, so all drug busts are space drug busts at that point. Well, they're space sheriffs, so they do weird time. <laughs> it's like drugs that go through multiple planets and stuff. That would co- that would be under their jurisdiction. Oh right, so it's like like alien space drug bus. Yeah, right. How like the local police handle local stuff, and then like the federal police handle exactly. federal stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Which then Seiji messes up, which we found out later is on purpose. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah, I like I literally wrote in my notes. Uh, isn't he so unprofessional? Isn't that suspicious? Are the space sheriffs just rookies or what is literally what I wrote in that part of my notes when I was watching the movie. Yeah, which, to be fair, they kind of do paint the the Eileen being the traitor pretty hard because she also does something suspicious beforehand. Yeah, well, she totally is doing... She is talking to the yeah, enemy. well, no, kind of. She is, she is. I mean, is she... Are we doing spoilers or are we We're not doing, doing spoilers? spoilers. I, I assume okay, people then, have watched so she's this. Totally it's I it's been out two it's years. been out two years. So, yeah. People yeah. probably have watched this, and if not, we'll get to it in the this. end. Yeah. No, but so they, so she's talking to. I think it's her boyfriend, right? Who was a space sheriff, and then he goes into the. He goes undercover, uh, guard beast. Yeah. Yes, guard beast, which is Geiler's guard, right? Sure. Yes. So yeah. Well, he's like following Geiler around. Oh oh yeah 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 Geiler yeah yeah he's Geiler's bodyguard or whatever because he. Skyler's like, okay, if things get uh, rough, take a bullet for me. Right. And I'm like, oh, he's evil. Got it. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading my notes where I wrote, oh, he suddenly has to pee. Pee in your pants, dude. This is a mission. <laughs> Learn to deal. I think I was really upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sage, Sage is a goofball right now. But yeah, so yeah, he does something which 
in retrospect is suspicious and Eileen does something that is suspicious right there which is send a text to guard beast which we don't find out till later she also hurts uh Shishi with Kai's assistant that happens multiple times yeah and it's like stop being such a jerk like leave her alone yes yeah Eileen comes off as cold which kind of leads to Kai's kind of confirming suspicion suspicion and confirming that she is the spy that's his secret orders from high command is to determine if eileen is a spy or not and one of of the first things you do is you know flip over your assistant to the ground good on your end yeah yeah it it makes obviously makes her look very suspicious and very much like yeah you're doing something wrong both of them are like that though like if she was trying to figure out who the spy was i think she'd think it was shervin because he's kind of rude to everybody too yeah, but he's like known to be that. Like that's like that's like his singular character trait. That's hers too. I, I guess. Well, I guess no one knows her as much as everybody knows Sheridan. Because like even mm. Gabon and Scheider, kind of when when they're talking previously, they make the note or they note that you know Sheridan's stingy with like buying drinks or whatever and things like that, which <laughs> which set him up. Yeah, he's like the one serious man in a, an outfit that's entirely made out of clowns. I did not understand how the rest of them got into to be space sheriffs, which is like such a big deal if they're all like, oh, hey, let's go out for drinks. Ooh, it's exciting. I mean, Shider, that's kind of his thing. Did they just, I'm sorry, did they just like pick people with random characteristics and then if someone else applies they're like no i'm sorry we already have a clown guy we already have a serious guy so you can't come in like you're gonna have to come up with something new maybe oh you can be the goth space sheriff we don't have one of those yet right right yeah it, it, there's well they wanted to make all three distinct because part of it is that if they were all just very similar it would be kind of boring and hard yeah. to tell them apart when they're in their little suits yeah i agree with you yeah, but the thing is, is like what I enjoy about the three of them being so distinct is that there's levels of them being serious and then there's just different parts of their personality. Like Kai in this movie is very much kind of like he wants to make the original uh, Sheriff Van Proud. He wants somebody to notice him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that's that's one of his big traits here. Also like he cares about people, but he is not as outwardly emotional about it. He's not cold like Eileen, but he's not like he is when they're in trouble, but otherwise he's just kind of like I care about you, but yeah, th- that's we're cool, but I'm not going to be like all touchy feely and all that. He's kind very of stuff. by the book. Well, in fairness, I mean Eileen's boyfriend is in a huge amount of danger and nobody knows about it. I would be kind of like in a bad mood all the time too. That's also true. Sarah, you've seen some of the original stuff or more than I have. Do these character traits kind of line up with the original series? I mean, I mean, I know they're, they're all different people that have taken on the mantle of the space sheriff, but I'm just curious if, if they kind of line up with their predecessors. Um, I'm like drawing a blank right now. Like I kind of <laughs> know what I want to say, but I'm just drawing a blank. It is Den is calculating in in Sheravan as Kai is calculating in this movie. Um, not as, but he's it. It's fairly up. It is fairly up there. Like, um, we also see OG Sheravan, and he's not as calculating. Wait, isn't that kind of part of the plot of this 
movie where he sees, and help me because I don't remember the dude's name, but like old sheriff is all like, oh, you need to stop being so calculating and you need to think about people or whatever. But then he's also super serious. So Yeah, that's the, that's, but that's, that's one of the main focuses on the movie and the simple fact right. that he is so calculating, that he is so serious. Like he is closer to Eileen's character in terms of personality than he is to the other sheriffs. And dude's kind of like the original sheriff was not as calculating, but he was still very good at what he did. Chavon was, you know, pretty much kind of like taking the best qualities of his of of the original Galvan and the original Scheider and kind of just did his thing. He, he made sure things got done. Kai, well, I... in this case, like because of how he just because of his personality, how he is, he feels like he can calculate things to a point in order to save everybody. And that's not always going to happen. <laughs> Well, and to be fair, like, if he's the only straight man and all the other characters are, like, total goofballs, I can see why he gets so stressed out and is, like, really calculating, like, okay, how am I going to solve this? Because he's not a team player at all. He's very lone wolf. He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do this and that, you know. And I can see why if he's got those other people on his team. Or do they work as teams or only by themselves normally? And this um, they, it depends. It depends. It's, you know, just like any cop deal, there'll be some cops that'll be working by themselves in, in terms of cases. If something's big enough, they'll team up. It's, gotcha. you know, there's always a chance of something happening. Um, Galvan is not as goofball as Scheider. <laughs> um, he's, he's the middle. Kai's one extreme. Scheider's the other extreme, and then Galvan's kind of in the middle. Yeah, Kai, yeah Galvan is in the middle. Um, especially it, you know, that first movie, he, it was pretty dark for Galvan, but it kind of lightened up as I'm past Kai's just pretty much like he's that straight shooter. <laughs> um, and it's kind of, this movie is about him doing better with building emotional ties because we come to find out that even Eileen as cold as she was throughout the entire movie being undercover, she had better emotional ties than even he had. So that was definitely something they wanted to bring out, and they did a good job of that. I think, I think so. Yeah, of course she's she. Like, she clearly likes Sheravan a totally. lot, and he's clearly, like, holding her at arm's length, and she's like, what can I do to make you like me? Senpai and then when she gets me. hurt, like, he's... Exactly. And then when she gets hurt, like, he, he does care about her, clearly, but it's like, it's man, way. it would be rough. Yeah, exactly. Like, how is she supposed to make that happen? I mean, really, like, the whole movie, like, they asked this question, and I wish I counted how many times. What does it mean <laughs> to be a space sheriff? Over and over, yeah. And I was like, I don't know, because I haven't seen any of the other movies. I feel like you know more than I do. I'm still not sure at the end. Like, man, I, I took quotes somewhere around here. Uh, apparently, Kai's answer at the beginning is to act with flawless judgment based on accurate calculations. That's Kai's character mm-hmm. in a line. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of gets touched upon later, which we'll get to. Before, let's let's kind of finish up talking about the, the drug bust where everybody's talking to somebody except Kai. <laughs> we have Eileen talking to Guard Beast, and then we find out later Seiji's talking to um, Guider, whatever that guy's name is again. Um, Guiler. Guiler, there it is. Tyler, yep. And then also, Guard Beast does like this weird clicking thing with his gun, which I think is supposed to be some signal for something that they never explain. No, I think it's just a, one of those uh, trigger, like it's one of those body movement things that is just supposed to signify that particular person. Um, 
like receive the message. Wait, who does that? I so after Eileen sends the text, Garbeast, it, there's a shot of Garbeast flicking uh, oh. the catch of his gun. Don't they say later that that's like so that she can hear it and see where he is, like hear mm. where they're at? That was yeah. what my assumption was. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I missed it. I noticed it. I just missed why. But yeah, when I watched it the second time, that's when I figured that out. So don't don't feel bad. I will feel bad. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, action happens mm-hmm. after Seiji messes up on purpose. We find out later on. And then Gaile like stabs that poor oh red shirt lady, yeah. and she like she goes crazy with the that's right hyperim. Yeah, so they're doing a, a drug thing, a drug a handoff. I don't know. <laughs> they're doing a drug a drug thing. thing. We're gonna call it a drug thing. <laughs> And then, uh, so it's a chameleon dude buying it, and he's like, well, how do I know if this works? And A, like, do you really want to ask that if you know what it's supposed to be doing? Like, this doesn't, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Beyond which, like, he could have one good one to show and then just be selling him crap other than right. that, and how would he know? Like, unless you go and stab everyone and then you've used it up. I question it. But anyway, so Galler kind of takes one. He's like, oh, let me inject it in Henchman A. And then Henchman A goes crazy, gets slashed with a sword. Yep. Well, and then she's like, do it again. Oh, that felt amazing. And you're like, please don't do that again. <laughs> please no. <laughs> and the yeah. other thing that confuses me, though, do, do the henchmen not watch the news where they're telling you, by the way, this is, means death if you don't get the antidote? Or do they just assume that they'll get the antidote? Or do they just not care about their lives? Because she like seems really excited for something that's clearly going to kill her. I think she was only really excited after the drug. So Yeah, maybe. it's the drug yeah. itself that brings out the euphoric sensation so it must be caffeinated there you go probably i don't know yeah space trucks um so we have a fight scene i really like this fight scene actually just the the entirety of it as i hit my mic stand well i feel like i need to watch it again because i kind of just like spaced out during all the fight scenes no those fight but... scenes were always that's one of uh i, I give to sakamoto he's always good with he's the... really good about those about the uh, getting us some really good fight scenes and this one, I think, probably it's probably the best done. I don't think it's my favorite. I'll have to come back on that one. But one thing I did write down and and I like is even even like even after uh, they trans even after they um they flash or metalize or he does mm-hmm. a good job of showing like the character traits flow through into the fighting style. Like yes. Esteban's very show offy. Kai Shervan is very calculated. Yeah, as a newbie, I was like, okay, wow, these guys are a little over the top. But then in the fight scenes, they kind of have to be to to get those character traits. So I understood then why they spend the first third of the movie or whatever, 10 minutes of the movie, like showing you these people with these very over-exaggerated characteristics. Because when they're fighting, you can't tell who it is unless you kind of see that. So, I mean, for me, because I have a hard time telling the suits apart. Like, if you don't remember what color suit they're in you're not going to recognize who they are so that's definitely good that they did that but also nothing i i like about the movie and particularly about what they've done with the characters is that um fighting style wise everything has uh not only just shows off their personality but it kind of also in its own way tells um tells part of the story as well kind of uh brings out emotion uh, depending on how the scene's set up, especially particularly the last so, fight. Yeah, the last fight. 
the last fight is something that's probably my favorite fight in the movie. Yeah, which is good that it is the last fight in the movie because it wouldn't have if it was any sooner. Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense plot wise. Yeah, it would not not only that, but it wouldn't have made, have made the, as much emotional impact as it, it had. Like the the emotional weight there wouldn't have been nearly as good especially after everything that happened in the movie right so yeah i don't know like i really like that that's probably my favorite fight i think this one i think is slightly choreographed better i'm not quite sure if that's how i want to say for it i do really like this one just because again the showing off they really did a good job of kind of showing off all the all the traits within the suits and eileen gets to do something yeah, yeah. And I like that they kind of go back and, like, they split them up, so it's not just everybody fighting in a room, because that'd be confusing. They mm-hmm. kind of move out separately, and everybody's having their own fight. Yep. Yeah, that was another thing that I applaud them for, is it's just, like, they made they made sure that, like, even with the other sheriffs in the movie, that it was still very much Kai's movie. Yes. Which is very important. Um, Estevan, oh, that hair. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Dude, like, the entire time, I look at him, I'm like... He looks kind of like Sukasa. He looks like Matt Smith. Sure. <laughs> With that crazy cockatoo hair. He reminds me of Decay. I, I, it's the hair or something. Now I'm going to have to go dig that CD back out and watch it. Well, here, here's here's something also that I kind of liked and I thought it was also kind of weird for the movie. But um, with him and everything, uh, for those who don't know, he was also Blue Buster and Go Busters. Oh, Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was he was Blue Buster in um what? Go Buster. Seiji. Playing yes. What? Yeah. So What? He was like <laughs> I think he broke his mind. He well, because like second. isn't Blue Buster like one hundred percent opposite of Seiji? Yes. Like that's like that's like going from Seiji to Kai. Yeah, okay, much. yeah, but he's an actor, Garrett. Like that's no, that just means he's doing not, his job. Yes. <laughs> Let, let, let me be honest. Um, unless it depends on the director and it depends on the actor. Sometimes some people cannot play multiple that's roles. That's true. Well, I mean, that's well. true. Like, that's even American. It doesn't matter who it is. It, depending on the actor. Some people just don't have that range. This dude has range. Yeah, he does. Damn. It, hell, in this movie, he even showed yeah, that's it. He's true. just like, ha ha. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of fun and whimsical and goofballish, but I can still kick some ass and I'd like to show off. Yeah, I'm in gold, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm really the main bad guy of the film and, you know, yeah, kill true. you all. I'm going to make money, whatever. That, that's what he thinks being a space sheriff is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he cares about being a space sheriff. I think he cares about number one. It's a power move. It is. Like, that's what it was. Just straight up a power move. Poor Eileen getting blamed for all that. That's rough. I, I I applaud Eileen, um, not only for her as an actress, like kind of being so cold and detached, and we come to find that she's actually you know very loving because everything she does, she does for the love of her life. But like, she's also kind of a badass. She's a badass. She is a very much a badass, and I and I love the fact that you know, um, getting back to her relationship, just the the reveal of her relationship and why she did what she did was that I enjoyed a lot. That was good how they yeah, set that was that good. up. Yeah, that was a good beat. Though, and then, like, J- Japan, you know, there's our fan service for the fight. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, no, it, no, no, it's not as bad as, like, in I mean, Genshider. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Are there female space sheriffs at all? No. no. Wow, that's sexist. So. Japan. 
I'm gonna call, I'm gonna write them and complain about it. Well, that that's all well and good. I mean, lately they have been working little by little. There's been more female heroes coming up, but there's there hasn't been a female space sheriff as of yet. They, I mean, there's the one in the one metal hero series because they they took the one female one for VR troopers. Came yeah. When we were watching that, or we were at that panel, the Tokusatsu panel. Wasn't there one where there's a chick and a dude and they like morph together to become oh. a thing? I realize I'm doing this well. Yes, that's from like the eighties. Yeah, that was. It's right? one of the Ultraman. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's what the panel yes, was. Yes, that was the, one of the ultra. That was the Ultraman panel. Was one of the Ultraman, but I don't remember. There was a girl. There was. There, there's there. some. Yeah. There. There. There's. There's. There are female. Wasn't. Wasn't like White Ninja like best Ninja and she was a uh, female. Yeah, she was. She was honestly. She was not white. Pink. pink. Sorry. Pink, pink Ninja was best in Ninja, and Pink Ninja was basically the the real she was leader. The secret of lead. The team. Yeah, she was secret lead, but like they've had female leaders on in Tokyo Shinkenger. before. Um, Shinkenger, uh actually Time Ranger. Oh, yep, Time that's true. Was leader. Yep. They did that in the Time Force as well, kind of most. Yep, yeah, for the most. No, it, it was Jen was the leader. They just kept Wes out in front because Red and tra- tradition That's and true. all that jazz. Um, but Pink was definitely in charge in, time, in Power Rangers Time Force. Um, also, the first female leader of. Um, well, before I get to her, technically in Geki Ranger, Geki Yellow was the leader. <laughs> well then. Um, but uh, best example would be in Kaku Ranger. The original, um, she, that Sentai series has the first uh, female leader of a Sentai, and that would be Ninja uh, Ninja White. So Okay. Hmm. So they're there, they're just not common. They're not common. They're not, yeah, they're not as common, but there's there's been female commanders, there's been uh, people in leads and stuff. It's just, like, Star Sheriffs-wise, it, it came out in the 80s, and during the 90s, they were just ending up being teens there wasn't yeah people. there wasn't really sheriffs kind of went out quick and kind of like we went to start going into like b fighter and stuff like that yeah because after b fighter kabuto it went very kitty and then just died yep really though the, the correct answer is you'll get some unless you're a common writer then you're dead <laughs> no no that's not entirely true there has been a common writer a female common writer that has survived oh, kivala doesn't count kivara nope. does count movie yes nope. movie not nope. count movies the movies count nope. not count so it she counts nope, nope. You don't get to decide, I get to decide. Here, just FYI. It's, it's no. my answer. If I can say no yeah. one has lived later. except in movies. I, you know, I'm not close enough to smack him. It'll take me a while to drive over there, but I'll work on it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, she counts. And also remember, um, didn't Wizard... <laughs> don't talk about Wizard. I know it was bad, but she still survived. Did, did Mage survive? I'm pretty sure she survived. Okay. And isn't, like, spoilers for Ghost, isn't one of, like, the four new Necroms female? Uh, yeah. The, it's the sister of Aline. Uh, she'll, they, that's been broken in news. She's gonna be pink Necrom, so wearing a black and pink suit. Necrons sound like bad guys. Is that bad guys or good guys? Uh, it actually started out as a bad guy, and now it's a good guy. It well, depends like, which one, I guess? Yeah. Because there's, yeah. like, five of them. Four, four or five. Oh, okay. But anyway, like I'm not even watching Ghost. I shouldn't even be trying to explain it. Yeah. So back to the yeah, movie. back to the uh, fight scene. Um, Fencers with Elaine. 
Yeah, so the the, the reveal, yeah, Esteban being the main villain. How did everyone feel about that? Hold on, I won't back up for a second. I thought we were talking about the reveal of, like, the Red Flash, which I fucking love the narrator during this part so much. Just where where they go through and do the explanation. Yes, the explanation of why they, why it looks like instantaneous yes. transformation. Yeah, because it's right when, so the, the chameleon guy, which is apparently... I don't think he's a chameleon. I think he's a frog. I mean, not that that's important, but just... It's the, the green guy. He's a frog. As a as an owner of reptiles, let me tell you that's a frog, okay. not a. So the frog, guy. he goes to shoot Kai, and then like all of a sudden he's he's Space Sheriff Sheravan, and then the narrator takes over, and it's great because it's just like Space Sheriff Sheravan can complete his red flash electroplating in one millisecond, and then they go on to explain how it works. Yep. It it sounded to me like they were like, whoa, guys, whoa, now we know you're all excited to be like, plot hole, no, no, no. and they're like, no, no, we got this, don't worry, you're like stepping it up. Let's explain to you why this is cool. That is a straight up throwback from the original series. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. I was just assume they were like, guys, guys, calm down. No, no, this actually was just like like them doing another uh, wink. I, I love the explanations the narrator does in this movie. All of them are great. There's this, and then like a couple minutes later, he, they explain um. The switch or whatever, which opens the the black hole white space thing. Ah, yes, yes. And then, yes, and later on, Esvavan tries to explain it himself, which is also great. <laughs> uh, so that was one thing I didn't entirely understand. So there, there are a bunch of planets with, like, different kinds of people, species on them, right? And then... They were saying that the all these different mafias were coming back at the beginning of the movie. Yes. The, but those didn't exist anymore. So where were they coming from? And then they're like, is it a copycat or is it another thing? I didn't understand all that quite. But yeah, it's mostly macro plot stuff. I think the gist of it is... Uh, the gist of it is... I'm going to keep saying that till I, till I figure out how to say it. <laughs> well, I guess my my question was more like, is that, is that something that is from the other movies, that there were like these clans or whatever, and then they beat them and then they stop existing? Well, I think like I think like that's the, that's the events of the TV shows where like some of that stuff gets stopped. Yeah, those were pretty, okay. those were yeah, those were connected to the TV shows because there were you know obviously each sheriff ended up fighting multiple threats. So you know it was going back to the specific threat and like oh this is this is we took down this cartel blah 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 blah. Okay, yeah, that's what I assumed that it was, and then they're like, psych, we're just bringing it all back. So yeah, they're bringing it back, and then they bring up the copycat thing. So anyway, so yeah, um, explanations are super awesome. Uh, Esteban is super showoffy, mm-hmm. and then um, Eileen kind of like steps in um, because he fights Guard Beast for a while, which is a pretty neat scene. And then Eileen kind of steps in, cut to gun doing something weird, and then taking him out. So the cut to the gun change is to show that she's being suspicious again. <laughs> so then we kind of move from there. We have some downtime back at the ship. Oh yeah, Kai and Seiji are from the same planet. Yeah, they were like, and they're the only ones left, right? There's I don't no think one else that. On the planet. Is that right? Oh. I don't think they say that. Yeah, that's why I have the impression I got. It's it kind it kind of seems like with the stuff they do, but they they bring that up and they mention like um Den the original Sheravan um liberated their planet. I think they said fifty yeah. years ago, which makes him like super old then, mm-hmm. right? Because he was an adult at that point. One would assume right. he's like in his thirties, right? So now he's like eighty years old. Dude's yeah. looking good for eighty. That was unless those flashbacks were like you know way way old flashback. No, no, they were they were like a few years few years or so though yeah i'm gonna look that good when i'm 80 for sure so then we kind of have we kind of get our first flashback here where um they go to have a steak lunch on their not hollow deck hollow deck 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about... Oh, what is it? Oh, that was a holodeck? I literally thought that was just part of the ship. Well, I assume it's on the ship. It looked like a holodeck, because it changed from, like, the, the forest thing to the to the food place. Yeah, yeah, it was a holodeck. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't even think about that. And then, so, they talk about Kai being calculative again, and then Eileen say, says, like, the same thing that Den said to him in the past during his training. Um, which is something about not always counting on calculations or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then we get a flashback to, to Den and, or sorry, to Kai's and Seiji's training with Den, where there's a hostage situation and he's like, put down your guns, and Kai doesn't and shoots the guy, which he does successfully, albeit, except, you know, the guy's immune to firearms, and then Den comes and saves him. And then we get the, what does it mean to be a space sheriff? Well, and that's why Den's like, hey, you know, you can't, you can't guarantee and like, you can't say, well, I calculate this is going to be 99%, you know, right. positive or whatever. So then it's okay to risk human lives. Like, you just can't ever do that. Which I think is a valid point, actually. Because we do that a lot, you know, in, like, politics and stuff where we're like, oh, well, most likely everything will be okay. And it's like, well, you can't really gamble with human lives. Right. So let's not do that. Yeah. That was very valid in my I, opinion. I'm kind of mixed on this team because it seems like not doing that in a hostage situation seems like the wrong move, which I guess is the point of the scene. But even then, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. I feel like there maybe should have been some consequence for that. But I guess it right. turned out okay, so who cares? But that's kind of how it works, right? Like people, even when you point out to them that what they're doing is gonna cause a problem eventually they're just gonna keep doing it if they get away with it every right. time so like he's like oh right well i get what you're saying but you know what i made it happen so i'm good enough that i'm never gonna fail that's i mean not that that's what kai was thinking but that's kind of how it works you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like how the uh perceived um invincibility or whatever i'm totally not saying that right but teenagers think that things will never happen to them even if you're like literally if you do this there's an 80 percent chance bad things will happen they're like oh i'm totally gonna be in the 20 percent." and i feel like that's what what uh den was trying to say to kai was like hey you know wake up you can't you can't do that even if you think you're gonna win you can't guarantee it so you can't do it right yep so there's that and i think it might be a little later on but there's Another flashback to where Kai has just taken the mantle of Sheravan and he goes to talk to Den. And he's like, oh, I found my answer, man. It's um blah, 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 calculations. And then Den's like, sorry, man, I can't accept you as a space sheriff yet. Yeah. Which is so rude. <laughs> Poor Kai. Like, constructive criticism. Good. Say something positive. Then say what your problem is. Then say something positive again. Like, he's not being a good manager of other I, well, space sheriffs. I don't know. I I mean, to be fair, he said not yet. He didn't say wouldn't. He said not yet. I mean, yeah, but he wasn't like, yeah, you're doing so great. But Oh, he did. Know, He's like, I hear you have perfect marks. Well, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's true. So maybe I'm wrong. He just sounded so rude when he was saying it. That's true. I mean, Kai just wants Den Senpai to notice him. I think that's your favorite thing to say that, about it this. It really is. Because I wrote it down like twice and I thought it was clever both times. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then there's the lunch with that flashback, and Eileen's like super concerned. She's like, hey, hey, what's going on with Guard Beast? How's Guard Beast doing? I want to go check on Guard Beast. Mm-hmm. And then and Kai's like super suspicious. He's like, hey, Shishi, can you go? I need you to do something like now. But what about my lunch? Like now? Yeah, like now. Seriously, right now. Which like, man, it's like, come on, man. Like lunch. Lunch is important. Um, anyway, so Sushi goes to do an autopsy on him, which, um, hey, Guard Beast isn't dead, guys. Um, so then Sushi calls calls Kai back. He's like, hey, or she's like, hey, um, this body is not acting like it's dead. And then Eileen runs off 
knock Shishi into like a wall panel thing and yeah, Shishi getting Shishi. injured the entire movie. I feel like the next movie, I hope she's wearing a helmet so that less bad things happen to her. I don't think she's in the next movie. Also, no, like autopsies, not. autopsies are a terrible idea on live bodies. Well, that's they didn't know. Animal. They thought it. They thought Guard Beast was dead. I was kind of expecting like an alien scene where she like cuts it open, and then this thing like explodes out like surprise, you know. But it didn't. I was just expecting like for Guard Beast to wake up and be like, "Ouch!" And she's like, "Ah!" and like falls or something. Yeah. But um, so that happens. So Eileen tries to take Guard Beast out, to which then Kai confronts her, and then they have they have a cool detective standoff talking about things thing and then seiji shoots her yeah what the hell because like seiji starts to just like freak out which is fake as we know later on spoilers yes but he starts to freak out so then he comes up and to try to cover any suspicion of him he shoots her which like i i kind of wonder about the angle of that shot like i feel like kai was kind of in the way to make that shot like a good shot to take mm-hmm. it's space though maybe it like curved around laser guns like special bullet. maybe there's special space guns garrett you don't know maybe i mean it's no crime buster but yeah sure so that happens and they're like well Eileen's the spy. We did it, guys. Oh, yeah, and the important thing is Eileen goes... So here, here's the dumb thing that she does. She's trying to explain that she's not the traitor, and she has her hands up, which is good, but then she's like, hang on, and then she goes to grab something. Like, n- no. Yeah, be like, hey, there's a thing in my pocket. Would you grab it for me while I have my hands up and I'm totally not able to shoot you and stuff? Like, that would yeah. be better. That was dumb. That was dumb, which then caused her to get shot, which I don't think she would have got shot if Seiji didn't do it. But that's besides the point. Yeah, true. I don't know that Kai would have shot her. No, I don't think so. I think that was just... Seiji was just looking for an out. Seiji was looking for an out because he's evil. But we don't know it yet. Um, so then that happens. And then they report back to base. And they're like, hey, tell Seiji to take some time off. Um, and then what happens? What happens from there? You know what I'm wondering, though? is was like Kai kind of acts like Seiji was always a goofball from the time that they were young. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't quite get how then he turns into this evil dude. Like, I wish they'd done a flashback that made some sense out of that. Like, how did he end up being like this? I didn't feel like, at least, that they explained that sufficiently. I think that... Um, they they did do an explanation, but I think it was kind of like he just felt tired of being the joke. Yeah, um, I guess that's. True. There's that. I, the, he had like a couple lines. I, maybe a flashback would have been better. There, he had a couple lines where like evil always wins. Evil's human nature. Might as well play on the winning team, etc. Yeah, because there was like there were also there was a flashback that like I think was something horrific happened, and it was the same flashback with Kai. Something terrible happened. Kai took it one way, and it was why he became so serious and went so um, methodical. And Esteban was just like, no, this shit is just... We're seeing all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know, maybe it was something during his training or something that we just didn't really get to see. No, I kind of agree that it, it makes sense, now that you're mentioning it, that he... Like, they had the same event, and they took it different ways. And mm-hmm. Seiji was just like, yeah, I can't do anything. Nothing I do is going to be any good anyway. So that left him open to being corrupted. Exactly. No, that makes sense now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, yep, so that happens. And then, at this point, so Seiji apparently gets a vacation, because that's what happens. And then we kind of start to, to flash, or Kai... Wait, do you think that works, though? If you, like, shoot your coworkers, they just put you on vacation? Because I need a vacation. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Um, it's 
if you're a space <laughs> sheriff, I guess. Oh, all right. Never mind then. Um, so then now Kai figures everything out and kind of detective figuring everything out. He's like, wait, she was reaching for something. I wonder what that was. And then he goes to her coat and he finds the picture of him and Guard Beast in human form and her phone. And then he calls the mysterious person on her phone, which I think was like Jay, mm-hmm. which I don't even think related to his name or anything to Guard Beast. So I don't know why they chose it, which is really like the nitpickiest thing of nitpick to pick to, to <laughs> complain about. But yeah, that's far even for me. <laughs> that's there. Um, so we get a flashback to kind of Eileen and Guard Beast before um, Guard Beast form, which he has a name. I don't remember it. Um, Guard Beast was uh, Genser. Genser, that's right. Yeah. Or Genser or whatever. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, um, to, uh, real quick, just little uh, aside. Uh, the actor who was playing the dealer in the beginning of the movie with the the red suit and the white mm-hmm. hair, he was Abba Red from Abba Ranger. What? Yeah. And Genser was Abba Blue. <laughs> I mean, really, like, Toku has, like, six actors total. They just play everything. I was just gonna say, this sounds like British television, where it's, like, the same 12 people fill all these different roles. Kind of. That's interesting. I mean, I guess the... See, I don't know. I'm gonna talk out my butt for a second. But I guess it's a small island, A, and then B, it's not like they have a booming film industry. These are, like, television movies, right? This yeah the this one and the third one are the first one was a theatrical release yeah so my I it makes sense in a way that they wouldn't have like thousands of actors running around but it seems like they like to reuse people and suits from what I remember from the panel yes. that they just like paint everything again and they're like look it's a brand new suit oh how exciting yeah that's what they did with um that's what they did with Estevan yep um so yeah so I guess with the with the Tokusatsu it covers stuff like this and then because like. In Power Rangers, they always have those scenes where they, like, get really big and then they, like, fight each other in front of the tiny city. Yes. And there was none of that in here. Is that not a thing in Space Sheriffs? Um, no. There's, there are giant stuff from time to time, but it's not all the time like it is in Sentai or Power Rangers. Right. We kind of got it when, um, when we go into the, to the white space negative zone, whatever thing. Yeah, yeah, Where they yeah. use, um, no, true. There was the Grand Birth turns into a robot yeah that was another thing why is it called the grand birth that doesn't make any sense to me is that just like english translation doesn't always catch the nuances Um, i think that's just japan wanting to sound cool yeah and that the grand birth was in the original series i assume yeah that's what it was called in the original series so interesting okay good to know so that's just legacy stuff coming over um so then kai meets guard beast and then guard beast tries to kill him as you do because he doesn't have a choice well right Really, I don't think Kai ever went out of the way to say, I didn't shoot Eileen. No, he, he didn't. He sure as hell did So that's his fault. Um, so then they talk more lines about or more things referencing what it means to be a space sheriff. Which, I mean, this guy, whose name I've forgotten again, the guard beast, like, he, there we go. He gives up his entire life, his girlfriend, his everything to go and try to infiltrate these people to save the universe from this hyper M thing. Like, I mean, that guy's pretty dedicated. Yep. And then he dies, yep. right? It's just yep. like, it totally well, happens. Like, not cool. You could totally rewrite this whole thing from Eileen and and uh, Genser's point of view. Yeah, Genser. Yeah. I'd watch a movie with and that. It'd be like Romeo and Juliet, almost, you know, where it's like, oh, where they're, like, texting each other. I think that'd be kind of fun if they redid the whole thing and you, like, watch it from their point of view. But that could just be me. 
No, no, I agree. So yeah, so then explosions. Um, explosions, final battle, which was really done uh, well. Yeah. Kai, I, I love the fact that Kai's big moment in the battle against Estevan was pretty much him. Like, like though the it starts out with a pretty good battle, and you're just going, and, you know, it's pretty much even. Well, kind of, not really. I did one thing though. I, I think like the conversation with Guard Beast kind of starts to make the change in in Kai at that point with his yeah, whole speech about um whatever protecting ordinary people with dreams, so on, so forth. What about ordinary people without dreams? Do they not care about us? Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, so, so that kind of starts. That's kind of like I guess the start of the chain of events that gets Kai to to figure out what it means to be a space sheriff gasp so two people had to die before he figured this out like that's rough um no just one well eileen died no and she, then she's alive. Guard died? alive oh is she oh i don't know why i thought she was dead i know she shows up that cup right yeah at the end of the movie? yeah estevan takes her oh. captive okay just delete that part so i don't sound stupid maybe i'll keep it in it's fine oh yeah thanks. anytime <laughs> also also evil guy bar because i guess evil guy bars are a thing yeah this is true <laughs> like it's hilarious, but I also love it at the same time. And then, and then Kai busts in. Uh, Seiji goes through a speech about human nature's evil, blah blah blah. Evils never gonna lose, blah blah blah. Money, blah blah blah. And then bar fight. I mean, to be fair, he kind of has a point that you never, you never really get rid of evil all the way because it lives in all of us. So mm-hmm. I don't agree with his actions, but he has a point. I mean, then so does good. Yes, no, that's true. And then bar fight. Bar fight. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of sad that they left the bar pretty quick into that fight. They they changed sets really quick in this scene. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I no they they did change that really quick. Which is kind of a shame. I would have loved to have more bar fight. You just want people to smash chairs over each other's heads. I think probably right? this is not the WWE. Can be if I wanted to. <sighs> That would be totally awesome if they did one where they like have to infiltrate this secret mafia that's running, you know, these like illegal games where people are getting hurt or whatever, and then they have to turn into like luchadors or whatever. And that has to be a yeah. thing somewhere already. <laughs> I can't yeah. picture that not being a thing. That would be amazing to watch at the end of it. So yeah, quickly, oh yeah, and then like the the main drug dealer guy, he gets knocked down like two punches. Mm-hmm. But important, he drops some hyper M. Super important, guys. Super. Yep important for the next movie no for like five minutes from now oh wasn't sure you were like really harping on it so i, I was sure. it was for comedic effect then we get the final fight between estevan and Jervan, which is pretty sweet yeah which is really amazing because it's just kind of like they both go at it and it's like oh damn i like um th- i think this is the only time where Jervan kind of goes into his um more traditional uh reverse script with the laser blade and with the crime buster yes. which mm-hmm. i just really love um, so then, like, in the beginning, like, Sheravan's pretty much winning. Like, it's hard to argue otherwise. Yeah, it is hard to argue otherwise. And then Estevan's just a dick and pulls out a lean. And he's like, yeah, gotta like, power down. And then Kai's like, oh, it's just like that time. And then, I don't think they flash back to that time, but they might have. I don't know that they really need to. <laughs> it was pretty clear yeah. what was going on. It's just like that time. And then, um, he does a calculation. And he's like, if I undo the red flash... There's a 0% chance. And then he's like, this time, I know the right answer. And then he powers down. Boom. Yep, he powers character down. Character development. Yes, character development. And then when he after he powers down, it's one of the most shocking things in the movie because you're not expecting this at all. This is brutal. Like, it, it looks rough. 
Like, he gets the shit kicked out of him for, like, a good two minutes. Yep. Don't worry, Garrett. It's all play fighting. Like, they're not really hurt. I hope you know. I know, but... He's okay. I'm aware, but on screen, it's pretty <laughs> okay. rough. You, you can't deny that. I mean, you could, No, no, I... You'd be wrong. I mean, they're throwing punches left and right, <laughs> and it's him against the suit. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and then... Then in order to turn the table after he turns off Oh, the yeah, suit. because, yeah, then he gets shot in the leg at the end. Oh, yeah. Unsetting. Gets shot in the leg. Kicked a bunch. He yeah. gets beat up. That's what we're trying to get to. Yeah, we're, he gets really, really beaten up. And then in order to kind of counteract everything still and still the fight and to prove his point, he does something we did not expect him to ever do. Remember that Hyper Emma made a big deal about 30 seconds ago? <laughs> he uses it on himself. <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah, that was kind of like, why would you do that? But then you understand because, you know, he's sacrificing himself. Yep, in order to save the people he cares about and kind of show character growth. And oh my god, this is sick and awesome. It's really good. Yeah. The whole thing's really good. And then Kai proceeds to whip that ass. Oh. Yep. <laughs> it's great, too. I like how they show the, the hyperm effects in the suit, where he just does not care about getting hit anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, and it starts out with him not transformed, starting to kick ass, and then he transforms and then kicks all the ass. Yes, it's so good. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, it is the best fight in the movie. I'm glad it is the last fight of the movie. Yep. It is sick. It is ridiculous. It is Geki Wolf as... Sharavan kicking some butt. It's awesome. I also like the part where um where Seiji's like, Did you plan for this? And he's like, Why the hell would I plan for something this stupid? Which I think is great. Yes. Yeah. And then he's just like, uh that actually makes him smile before he dies. Which is I, I don't even think Seiji died. I think he might have just passed out. Um I no, hope he just no, he he needs to be dead after all no, that. No, they gotta take him to no, no, jail. Gets, look, like, man. He's a sheriff. He's not Robocop. Like he's not judge, jury, and executioner. He is like, just he got cuffed. Subdue things and take people to prison and then the law decides mm-hmm. who is Look yeah. man. Kai went through the trouble of cuffing him. He's alive. Or he learned his lesson from Guard Beast and he's like, I don't know if this effort is actually dead or not. I'm not taking a chance again. Point taken. On both accounts. <laughs> and then and then Chi shows up, um, makes comment about how it's nice to land her knees or whatever. Um, and then they find a cure. <laughs> Everything's okay. Yep. Wakes up in the hospital bed. Chi's on top of him. I That's mean, not Shishi's what happens. Chi Chi looks after them. I changed there, it. There's I a changed. car alarm going out. See, even the car's upset at you. I don't know if it's even being picked up, honestly, but there's a car on that went it, off. Well, just I now. could hear it. I could hear it. The car was like, warning, <laughs> warning, fan service. It's like, movie taking turn to x-ray. <laughs> um, so that doesn't no, happen. But... Um, but then Gavin shows up and... Oh yeah, the important thing that we didn't mention was when uh, Shervan punches out Gulver, Giver, whatever guy, the drug guy. Um, it's right before he uses a capsule or switch or whatever, which um, now they have one that isn't broken. And then Gavin takes it for his um, thing. Secret uh, mission or whatever. Yeah. Mission yes, thing. Yeah, they, that, that is a thing. Macro things. Mission time. Yeah, this is kind of, we kind of get our macro plot dump at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just like forgot about it for for most of the movie and then come back to it. It, it kind of sprinkles it and then it gets into the main part of the movie and then it goes back to the the plot and horror girl and her being like ha 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 with bird head and girl yeah. body. 
Yes. Oh, she's yeah. annoying. Isn't it? It's like it's like just a mask too. Like I think in the third movie, it's legitimately just like a mask thing. It, it is a mask. It is a mask. They they tell they show us who Hargirl yeah. is. Spoilers: the actress who plays her. We've already talked about in this podcast. <gasps> Have we? Yep. <laughs> um. Back to the yeah topic. Macroplot. Um, we'll assume I cut those spoilers out. I probably didn't. Um. So Macroplot, they interrogate the the whatever guy the drug dealer guy and they're kind of like oh when you go to this website it's like you're part of the it's like you're a monodu enforcer and they send you the capsule things so they find out that all the copycat guys went to this website beforehand um and then he has a switch which is good um and then we get a scene with um with den senpai where he notices him yep um because i think yeah because he's like i figured it out this time or or Den's like, are you still going to go by your calculations? And Kai's like, yes, but not just that. And then Den's like, well said, Space Sheriff. And everybody's like, oh. And then, and then Den Senpai noticed him. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. I actually wrote it down. I'll keep trying to make the right estimates, but won't only rely on them. And he's going to fight for the sakes of others. Boom. Except for Shishi, who he just could, like, he didn't care what she Yeah, wants. I mean, Japan. I mean, he does. It's in, it's fixed in the secret sequel that isn't made yet. Well, no, it it kind of like he does fight for he her. He does. It he just, doesn't show it. It's not overt, It's not overtly said. And they probably have rules against like fraternizing with your assistant because that could get really awkward if like you know you're in a romantic relationship with them and then you guys are like fighting and they're like, well, forget you. I'm not. Yeah. Well, you just go third out movie. Third movie throws that <laughs> yeah, out the window. What? Okay. Um, and then the movie ends. And you're not gonna, we're not gonna watch the third movie next, Garrett. Come well, we on. didn't even watch the first one. Well, you said that the first one is standalone, and the third one is necessary for, and not like necessary, but it's like connected to the second one. I mean, we could always come yeah. back to it. it. Doesn't have to be the second episode, but we can always come back to we'll this. Come back to it at some point. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's, and then we get outro with song, which I assume is just a, a remake of the opening theme or some song from Sharaban. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. It's about being a man and not crying, and I think <laughs> both those things I said are true, I think. I don't remember. I just remember I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, this is... Uh, it's very 80s. Super 80s. It, it should, because it came from the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it came from the show, which was 84, 3, 3 to 4, 83 to 4. Yeah, and that's Space Sheriff Sheravan. I still really like this movie. Yeah, it was it was a good movie. I It was... Honestly, my favorite. Also. I think it's my favorite out of the three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you are. By the way, uh, you are correct, Garrett. It actually aired from March fourth, nineteen eighty-three, till February twenty-fourth, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, so barely eighty-four, but still there. Yeah. You know, I think this was. Yeah, as I said, this is my favorite in the trilogy. I think it's. I think it has the best uh, microplot with kind of like the detective yeah. story and kind of going through Kai figuring out how to be a good space sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like I didn't think I would like this as much because uh, the actor who plays uh, Scheider is was Date. Yeah, I mean, and Date. Oh, and Date is best dude. Date is but, best. Um, the 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 one minor the one minor thing I'm gonna say about the other movie now is that I'm not a fan of his assistant. She's I didn't mind even her. though it's a major problem. Yeah, it is. I didn't mind her. Like, did you just not like the actress, or did you not like her character? Yeah, I did not like the character. I can see that. I did not like the character. I can see that. At some point, we're gonna have to go back and talk about this movie, the third one. 
still it was a good movie it was that i i really enjoyed this movie um really good action koichi sakamoto's action was definitely was there in its grand scale and i was like yes yeah it was good i mean it's it's only an hour long which i think is the right of, i think what happens in the movie it fits the time length that it was given it didn't feel rushed or anything mm-hmm. i agree with that yeah yeah because like the next movie is an hour and a half actually is it, is it that is it really longer so oh so yeah so so cat as one who has not seen the other movies or much of anything else what did you think <laughs> uh i have a feeling that this is like doctor who for me because when i first started watching doctor who i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and i made a lot of fun of it um which the people i was watching it with did not appreciate but i kept watching it now i'm kind of hooked on that and i feel like the same thing's going to happen here where i'm kind of like ah, oh, this is ridiculous but then you get into it and you're like oh you know, this matches with that, and this is from this thing, and you have more knowledge base, and so it, like, it makes more sense to you. So, I enjoyed watching it both times I watched it, and I think that as time goes on, I'll, I'm going to, like, start getting into this more. That's good, because you signed the contract. Because I'm yeah, stuck you're, with you're you stuck guys here. now, yes. Yep. Yeah, there's some forms that, that you had to sign. Oh, I didn't no. get those, so I think I'm still no, free. No, I'm like we got that. Now. Nope. It was a verbal form. There, we'll take care of that. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll get this right out. Um, I'm glad you brought up Doctor Who, though, because um, next time we're going to talk about Doctor Who, kind of. Oh. Some of it. Yeah, well, one particular one story. One particular story. I, we never said in the beginning, we're going to talk... No, did we did say. Yeah, you did say from yeah, all from over. from all over. Countries. You even mentioned countries, so it's just like, yeah. At oh, some shit, point, we didn't mention the UK. Yeah. And the UK. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be covering everything. Like, there's Doctor Who... We'll we'll get to one of the Marvel series or DC series live action series at some point. Yep, we're gonna get to everything. There's 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 obviously the you know the the Chinese Toku thing. There, what was it? Uh, I forgot what it was called. Not um, Sigma, or is it Sigma? No, it wasn't Sigma. Um, Armored Heroes. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Because that's on YouTube and that's actually accessible <laughs> and and subtitled. That's true. Um, but anyway. It has been dubbed in English, but I don't has want it? you to. Yeah, it has. Where been did it air though? Did, wasn't it dubbed in English and aired somewhere weird? Yeah, well, I believe it was Malaysia. I'm not sure. That's right. Yeah, it was something weird like that. Um, anyway, none of those things are what we're doing next time, except one of them. We're, we're doing Doctor Who next time. Um, <laughs> With what? What season? So we're we're doing um, we're doing time. We're doing the second story of the fourth. The second Doctor. story of the fourth Doctor. Um, oh, which I have not seen in a while. Don't worry, we'll we'll have we'll we'll help you. Yep. Don't worry, <laughs> you're gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> I yeah, I know. Like it's I'm kind of that's fine. Um, so yeah, we're doing the second story of the fourth Doctor, which is um the Ark in Space, uh, which I think it, it's a four part story thing. Yes. They yes. kind of dropped that for the revival. They don't really do like the the multiple episodes per story thing. At, at most, they they do. Yeah, they two. do like two. They, they kind of. Yeah, because now, like, episodes back then were only 20-something oh, You minutes. know it. Yep, that's true. So now they do... Now they have the hour. Yeah, they have the hour, the 45 or whatever more minutes, and they just do either one-parters or they'll do a multi-parter every so often, but it's kind of like, eh. Yep. So we're going to do Ark in Space, which I really like. I really like that story. Um, I also really like Tom Baker, so hey. Yeah, you yep. do. Are you going to wear your scarf I, while we're... I could. Uh, that no one would know, Should. but I could. July, but you know. No, 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 no. I don't like it's summer, so I don't like. Oh, I don't know about making. Come on, you don't. You don't want to punish him a little bit, like no. If he's going to wear the scarf, then he needs to buy the fedora for it and wear it while he's recording, 
and then take a picture. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Any of that. Yo, no, let's totally do I, that. Let's yeah, do yeah. That. yeah, sorry, Pat, Garrett. Pat, it's in your Pat contract now. I, what? No, I don't have a contract. Yep, yep. too late. Well, mm, yep, you do. Too late, I'll vote it. Yep, yep. No, 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 guys. This, this is, this is a time. dictatorship, not a democracy. <laughs> but I, I think we're going to have to have a revolution then. So. Yeah, and, and first off, you suggested the scarf. And secondly, I just merely suggested the half with the scarf that is supposed to be on you anyway if you're wearing the scarf. Join us next time as we have a civil war. Without <laughs> a scarf. A hat, actually. It's a hat. Oh, and, and interesting note. Uh, both uh, Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat, who both are, if you know Doctor Who, they're pretty much big names of, uh, you know, they were both showrunners of the show currently. Uh, Moffat's on his way out. Uh, Moffat considers this the best fourth Doctor story. It because it really like even more than Genesis the Daleks. See there, see there's going to be discussions when we do next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like we're gonna have to save it for next time. Yep. So we're gonna end the show now. I was the red one, Garrett. Uh, I'm Emerald Frankie. No, 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 you gotta be consistent within the episode. Green, fine, green. Because then we'll run out of colors faster, and we can't have that happen. <laughs> Fine. And I'm bisque cat, <laughs> which makes me sound like some kind of dessert. But isn't a bisque? Isn't like tomato bisque a soup? Yeah, it's a soup actually. Yes. So I don't. I didn't really want to go there because I don't really that's, want anybody thinking about like cat soup. That just that's really not off white either. Bisque? Well, the soup I mean, isn't. Is. Well, no, the soup's not. But the color bisque is. Okay. Right. Yes. Segway. 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 Um. Sign off. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! I don't have a fancy sign off. I didn't think of one. If you're on the side of evil, say goodbye. Uh, how, we're, how, do we, we're not how do we end it then? Like if we can't <laughs> say goodbye, how do we... This is the podcast <laughs> that never ends. No? Well, oh, no, no, I got, I got it. What does it mean to be a space sheriff? All right, perfect. We'll just end it like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet.